So, I mean, it's been it's been one of those things where you get really excited because you've started this business, you've launched, you're seeing it grow, you're seeing people buy and talk about your seasoning, like what we, you know, what we do. And so that that part of it's really exciting. You're you're like ready to go and meet new people <laughs> yeah. and oh, we're gonna, you know, and then it's kind of like a smack in the face, like, oh nope, sorry. <laughs> Let's sit down real quick, slow down. Um, so it it it's a little disheartening. You know, you get discouraged a bit, like, okay, well, you know, now what do I do? How yeah. do you how do you go from here? And as a um as a as an entrepreneur, you want to know what to do next. Of course, your goal is to grow your business. It's mm -hmm. not to stay in this little small little circle. And so um it's it's what it's we're hopeful that again we'll get more opportunities to get out there and reach more people and get people, you know, excited about what we do because we, we we enjoy it. Um and we just have to be patient. Like and I I think that's the hardest part is being patient in the <laughs> middle of a pandemic because yeah. it's like you wanna you want to move. You want to do what you're used to. Yeah. And the circumstances say, no, you can't do what you're used to right now. Yeah. So let's bring it back just a tad bit. So, I mean, it's it's been a process, but um, it's still encouraging because yeah. people are still, you know, people are still talking about it. You're still getting customers. It just may not be at the pace to which you would like it to be. So well, and I, and I'll tell you what, I was I was kind of thinking about when we talked to the SBDC a, a couple months back that like I had felt like your brand had been in front of me for a year and a half, and you're yeah. like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at yeah. all. Like, and I, and I was like, that's that that to me like said something just about the way that you've already positioned yourselves yeah. and the way that you brought it to market, uh, you know, so rapidly with with an immediate social circle, and like it just it it looks and it feels and it sounds, and I haven't tasted it yet, yeah. but I'm sure that it tastes like, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, the 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 business that you want it to be, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's crazy for me because I sit back some days and you don't know what to expect when you mm -hmm. launch a business. And I mean, I like gratefully am connected with lots of entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. And I see so many times, how do you get sales? How do you get sales? How do you get sales? Like these people who, oh, I've been open for months and I've, I still don't have any sales. And you see that type of stuff and you're like... That's that's the reality of this yeah. is that as an entrepreneur, you can go months, especially when you're in a sales position. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you're in a service, you know, um, industry, there can be months where you don't have anything, where you're not yeah. getting clients, where you're not. And so you sit back and you watch a, a something happen and it just take off like mm -hmm. we sold out. We've sold out three times at this point. And. Yeah. Again, you, we just launched in February. You yeah. don't expect that. You don't. That is not what you go yeah. into this expecting. I didn't know what this would look like when we started. And mm -hmm. it, it's been exciting to watch. And it's, it's for me and my husband, as Christians, we sit back and we're like, God, thank you. You yeah. know, we're grateful for what we see and how this is coming together for us. Um, and it's exciting and scary at the same time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I definitely did not intense. The, the way that it just kind of took out, we were like, oh. Okay, well, we're doing this. Let's yeah. go. Like, let's do it. Well, and this this wasn't business number one for you, so you understood like how unsuccessful businesses can be, right? Absolutely, like absolutely. So <laughs> I so I also own Cherish Gifts, uh -huh. which is my hair and skincare line. So um, I do all natural hair and skincare products, mm -hmm. and um, that business. So it's been. It launched seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And so while it is still functional, I know what it looks like to have slow business. Yeah. I know what it looks like to, okay, you have a sale here and there. And, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of just, it just varies. I know what that looks like in business. Yeah. And so that's almost halfway what I expected. <laughs> that because You were just like, I'm going to, I'm going to like. It'll be cool. We'll write it out. Right. Yeah. And so that was almost my expectation. But I remember at the beginning of this year, I had been sitting there like pandemic had me sit down and pray. Uh -huh. I mean, I, and that's just my truth. You know, yeah. everybody believe what they believe but for me and my house. <laughs> um, pandemic had me sit down and pray. And at the beginning of this year, I realized I was limiting myself. Mm -hmm. And the growth of my businesses because I was thinking small. I kept saying to them, oh, I'm okay if it only does this. Yeah. And if we only reach this many, like, I'm okay with that. And I was like, you see, what if God wants more for you? And I was like, oops. <laughs> so then there had to be a check within my spirit to say, you can't keep thinking like this. Mm -hmm. You can't keep limiting because if it's supposed to reach other people, you need to allow that to happen. And so I had to sit back 
and stop. I had to stop being scared of what success looks like. Mm -hmm. I had to stop being scared of stepping out and talking to people mm -hmm. because like in a conversation I could do it, but like my husband, he can go up to anybody. I tell people yeah. he could sell a, sell a tree to a forest <laughs> because that man can go up to anybody. And I'm not that person, mm -hmm. right? Like I am the person who I'll go and I can, I can, I can talk to you just in general conversation, but mm -hmm. like just, Oh, let me tell you about products. You know, that's just not my norm. And uh -huh. so um, coming out of that and being a little more, this is what I do. This is who I am. So now when I introduce myself, introducing myself as the owner of a company, mm -hmm. you know, or companies rather, yeah. and instead of, oh, you know, I'm just Shemisi and, oh, I do this thing. So mm -hmm. this is like taking ownership of it and allowing it to get to a place of where it's going to go. And I know this isn't the end of it. It may be, you know, it's, it's just starting out and we're yeah. seeing so, so many different things. We've seen so many successes, you know, so I'm grateful for that, but I know there's more for it. And so just getting excited about it and having that expectation for it, like no matter what. <laughs> so, so yes. <laughs> and I think that sets expectations for episode 90 of the WTF Carbondale podcast, where yes. we talked to interesting people about their interesting lives. And we tie it all back to this little place we call home. Carbondale, Illinois, episode 90. Yamisi Anderson, thank you. I'm so happy to experience the J Effect in full force. Yes. Right here, right now. I, and, I, and the, the so like I, I'm in a very similar boat that you're in on, in, in terms of like the, the, like finally like taken seriously uh, some kind of business that you've been working at for years and years and yes. years, right? Like uh, the, the, I've I've had a I've had a small business since 2014 just doing social media. Yeah. Right? Like up and down, like I've had a lot of clients, I've had a few clients, I've just been back and forth and now going into the incubator getting a space over there. Yep. Um it's like okay, time to time to break time out to and do down. something with it. Yes. Right? Um and so like I'm really in a kindred spirit space right now yes. with you on this of like having spent Years doing doing something that you know you're supposed to be doing. One mm -hmm. of the many things that you know you're supposed to be doing. Yes. But how much are you putting into it? Getting invested in your business. <laughs> where, yes. where you need to be. So, no, thank you for for lifting my spirit yes. in, in that aspect in this conversation. Yes, absolutely. So what, why seasonings like... What what brought you to the J effect? <laughs> so, uh, me and my husband love to cook. Like, yeah. that, like, literally... I, I love him, but literally this is how we met. Oh, do you like to cook? Yeah. So I'm looking at him in the barbershop like, yeah, why are you talking to me? Why are you asking me this? <laughs> and he's like, do you like to cook? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, maybe we get together and you cook sometime. Okay, sir. And I politely walk back to the back of the shop. And so, like, literally that's how me and my husband, like, came to be after uh -huh. that the wackest conversation in my life but i love him to death like that's my <laughs> husband i'm glad he doesn't have like the best pickup lines because clearly folks out here but i love <laughs> i love um that about him and so he that's how we that's how we started we love to cook he love if you could see that man on the grill, he is at peace. Uh -huh. Like it, it's just one of his favorite things. We love entertaining people. We love having people over to our house. Um, I hate COVID because I really would love to get a group of people together yeah. and just feed them. Um, so um, that's 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 our joy. One of our joys is cooking. And so we've been we've <clears throat> cooked on and off for some years. We do some catering here and there. Yeah. Um, and so last year. So last year around Thanksgiving, a little bit before, we were getting ready to smoke these turkeys. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> again, we do some catering. And so we're getting ready to smoke these turkeys. And one of the things that we noticed about when we cook, while so him, especially with grilling, is he'll get to this place where, you know, he, he grills really like, literally the only barbecue that I can eat without barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. That says mm -hmm. something about mm -hmm. that man's mm -hmm. grilling. Um, and so we got to a place where we're cooking. And so every now and again, you'll get, oh, the food's really good. But every now and again, you'll get somebody say, oh, that's kind of salty. It was kind of mm -hmm. salty this time. It was still mm -hmm. good, but it was kind of salty. And so one day I look over at him. I said, well, babe, why don't we just make our own seasonings? And he looked at me <laughs> and was like, what? 
<laughs> he literally, like, he thought I was crazy. And I'm uh -huh. so, while my husband is this he's cook and I cook too, I'm also the person that's very creative. Mm -hmm. And so you show me something or you tell me something and I'm going to pull it together. And so, like, I can, I, I love, the one thing I love about cooking is tasting different flavors and being able to, mm -hmm. like, okay, let's, how can we make this work? And so one day I sat there and I started looking, examining jars of seasoning. What's in here? What, what's the what's the basis? Okay. You got your garlic powder, your onion powder, your, okay. And I said, well, why don't we do it ourselves? He was like, are you crazy? I said, okay. Because <laughs> that's one thing, like, you know, you let a person think whatever they're going to think. And mm -hmm. so, so starting in um, November of last year, we start playing. We start, let's figure out this recipe. So what became our original recipe um, we start playing around with it. So we really wanted to make sure the salt content was down. That mm -hmm. was our goal, ultimate goal. Um, and so, and, and then we did not know we were going to be selling seasonings. Uh -huh. Like we actually started off with the intent of using it to, for our foods, for yeah. what we cater. Yeah. And so, um, we started with this, with this original recipe. And so we tried it with like, when I say bare, the bare minimum of salt, the uh -huh. bare minimum, it did not work. You need salt. Yeah. Salt is not now. You don't need as much salt as we consume as, you know, people. Yeah. Um, but salt helps bring things together. So it's good in moderation. And so what we what we did was we, we started mixing all of our spices together and salt would be the last ingredient we added. So we can add a little bit. Okay, let's try it. Add a little bit more. Okay, let's try it. Until we got to a point where it was where we wanted it to be. Yeah. So we wanted to be able to bring people seasonings that were flavorful um, that weren't overly salty. So mm -hmm. you, you, if you pick up your traditional bottles of seasoning, most of the time that first ingredient is going to be salt, mm -hmm. like almost guaranteed. And if and you, what not everybody knows is that like when you when you read the ingredients, the the ingredient that there is the most of in there is, is what's the first, listed first exactly. in, in sequential order from there. Yep. And so one of the things, if you go to again, go home, take a bottle of seasoning out your cabinet and taste it straight out the bottle. Mm -hmm. You are going to gas for some water because it's going to be salty. Yeah. You're not going to get that with our seasonings. You're going to taste the garlic. You're going to taste the onion. You're going to taste the paprika. You're going to taste all the different flavors. Mm -hmm. And that salt is just bringing all that together. Mm -hmm. And so we, again, so back to November, we did these turkeys and they just, they were fine. They tasted okay, but it was missing that salt. Yeah. And so after that, we kept playing with it, kept playing with it, and we finally got it down. And so we did like this first event that we had, we were catering for, and people were like, oh, this is really good. And then the next week we had, we did something else and they were like, would taste the same as last week so that uh -huh. consistency piece yeah so once you get it you got it and then that consistency you got it consistently then we were like okay mm -hmm. and so uh he like we got super excited because like people are love like we're not getting that salt complaint anymore mm -hmm. we're not and so we're like okay and then next thing i know there's a line of seasonings <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> there's a line of seasonings from there because you got that one down and then um, we played with some things of what we were going to do and how and then it just it it worked out that this became our line of seasoning so <laughs> uh, it's just a you just you just never know where it's gonna be as long as you're flexible with it just like you thought it was gonna be for the catering business this could help the catering business take off but what what was it Right, like yep. it's kind of like in the gold rush. Are you are you mining for gold or are you selling pickaxes? But see, the best <laughs> I think what I love about it is that when you do catering and people go, oh, well, what did you use on that? Yeah. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> we <me> use. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 a and and it's one of those things. You know, um, I think that's important for like entrepreneurs yeah. is. Your business is going to go in seasons, right? There's going to be those up seasons. There's going to be those down seasons. You're going to have this kind of back and forth. And so where you might have a season of a lot, like for us, a lot of catering events, like so like Christmas time mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving, like that's a lot of the times where we get the most stuff because people yeah. want, you cook the meat, I cook the sass. That helps me, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get a lot of catering events, but then that dies down a bit. Okay, what are you doing your off season? So this is one of those things that you do in your off season, mm -hmm. you know, and the good thing is like we we're versatile. So like I bake, he grills, and then we do a bunch of sides yeah. too. So you get the gamut with us. Mm -hmm. But again, this is one of those things that it's, it's, it's there, you know, like 
People can order them at any time. I'm not having to get up on my feet and say, oh, I got to, you know, I got to do this batch of seed. No, with catering, it's a like, that's, that's work. That's strenuous. Yeah. No, once this is done, then that's the, um, I forget what they call it, but, um, you know, that's that income that's making itself even, you know, mm -hmm. sitting on the show. That, so that, that passive income. That passive yeah. income. So no, it's good to have multiple streams of income, especially in a business. Again, that's service based. Yeah. So like it just makes sense for us and again because we're those people we not we're not ones to go run to a restaurant we like to cook and so yeah. our seasonings aren't just okay you, we cater or you love to cook no we we we're family oriented these are things that we use with our own kids yeah. these are things like um so it's stuff we're eating like literally i don't know how much garlic and herb seasoning my <laughs> husband goes through <laughs> um he gets to do most of the cooking now because i've been pregnant the last uh -huh. two years <laughs> like, <laughs> so he's For those been, wondering, it's multiple children. It's not. It's not one child. No, two it's years. been. It's been <laughs> so like he's been doing the bulk of the cooking, but like mm -hmm. gar like gar that man with garlic and herb and anything. I promise you, like legit. <laughs> we've had garlic and herb eggs. We have garlic and herb chick. Like he just did. What did he do? Oh, he did burgers, uh -huh. and he typically would use the original on the burgers. Yeah. But he did some garlic and herb burgers. It was like. Okay, that's, that's actually kind of good. Nice. So, so yeah, but no, we 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 use these. We use them in our own house. So it's not like we're just making this product and we don't use it ourselves and yeah. we're just selling it to people. No, we're cooking with it. We're posting like we post recipes to our website yep. using the seasonings. We do when we what's the website? Oh oh gosh oh lord! Look, uh, like, I look at my car. Right Hold on, right here. <laughs> get it right here. Um, so the website is uh, that's the jeffect.square.site. Okay. So one of our pages, we do have recipes on our website so people can go and look up different stuff that we're doing. Um, we also have our YouTube channel. You can just uh, YouTube, that's the J effect. Um, and um, so, yeah, so we post our cooking videos. We use it. We're using yeah. our seasoning in those videos. So it's not just something we're selling. Like it's a product that we use and we believe in as well. So. Well, and, and, I, and I love this because I, I hadn't paid as much attention to the to the cooking videos aspect yeah. uh, of, of your activity and like how that fits into my my greater want to like have all these people making all this different content yes. in place here and it's like I got another I got another person in the food lane. <laughs> yes. like and it's and it's tied to something that's so much bigger because it's not just oh well we're just cooking and trying to show you it's like we're trying to show you how to use what we want to put out there yeah, yeah. into the world and then i mean for us like a lot of like we're parents we're entrepreneurs yeah. you know um we're married, like life gets busy, right? Yeah. So we want to help a lot of people like, oh, I, well, I don't cook because I don't have time. Yeah. Most of the meals we do take us about 30 minutes to cook, yeah. you know? So we try to like show people, listen, you can make this work within 30 minutes. Like even we would love, we would absolutely love for you to buy our seasonings. <laughs> but even if you don't, let me show you, it's possible to yeah. make home cooked meals that your kids will enjoy because they can be picky at times. <laughs> um, but like our child is invested in it. He like he literally will ask, well, what what seasoning are we using a day? We're using mm -hmm. the garlic in our so so it's 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 um I think for me, I love I love that we get to again that this business is versatile. It's yeah. not just, oh, there's this product, oh, oh we're just catering or oh, like no, it's all of these things coming together to work for a greater good. Like yeah. we want people to take care of themselves. Um, we have a lot of people in our family, <clears throat> especially my husband, um, with high blood pressure, mm -hmm. with um, diabetes, different things like that. And so we want them to take care of themselves. And so yeah. one of the things that we've heard, and I love that, like his family who has brought the season in, the first thing they'll say, oh, it's not super salty. Yeah. I can use this and it doesn't send my blood pressure up. And mm -hmm. so we want people to be able, again, you want food to be good. I'm, we like flavor. We like to season our food. <laughs> like that's just what that's it is. Right. And the traditional seasonings that we normally would keep in our house, unfortunately have a lot of salt in yeah. them. And so we've gotten to this place where we can we can provide people especially uh, people we care about and even like people we don't know but listen no your health's important yeah. stop putting all that salt in your body and i think the good thing about it is if you want to add a little salt that's your business i, <laughs> I mean yeah. you go right ahead but you don't have to if you are trying to reduce the salt content of your diet this is like it's a good alternative and I like it. So, you know, people, well, what about soft free? Listen, that's somebody else's ministry. I'm not trying to, um, and then I let that be that ministry. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to go get salt free, there are companies yeah. out there that do salt free. We don't want to do salt free. We want to do salt 
less salt, reduced yeah. salt. Yeah. Um, because we want you, again, we want you to flavor your food. We like, again, we like flavor. Yeah. When we season our food, we ain't shy. If you don't see the seasoning, I don't think it's there. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are not salt and pepper people. What a stuff. Oh, yes. So the other component to this that I, that I really appreciate is how you identified right? The church kitchen is the community kitchen mm -hmm. and like understood that from the get go that this wasn't just a, Hey, let's throw it together in our kitchen and like yeah. go for it type deal. You were like, I want to be able to know. And, and having that early childhood education background, you knew all about all the licensing <laughs> yes. and how you had to keep a kitchen all together. Oh, so it was absolutely. easy to just make that transition. Say, okay, here's the business idea. So how, I mean, how did, how did, I mean, how was the, the reception from uh, from church people well, to... So, like I said, we used to, prior to doing this, we had, uh, we would do, um, we would do like Saturday meals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like, what well, we would do Friday, Saturday um, meals, we would do like a lunch special. Uh -huh. And um, so we, that's, that's how we initially got started cooking at mm -hmm. our church's kitchen. Um, and that was when we were out there on Giant City Road. But at that time, like I was in school. Yeah. I was working full time um, and we were doing this and I was like, babe, and it had got to that point. It was like my last semester of mm -hmm. my last year before I graduated grad school. And I was like, I looked at him and I said, I know you are enjoying this, but I can't like I have to. I got to step back so I can yeah. finish finish school. And so he was understanding and that I was great. And I knew like it was going to come around again because he again, he loves to cook. So I was mm -hmm. like, you get ready for it. Um, <laughs> and so I, I literally I was like, OK, so we, we had took that on hold. And so our church moved into a different location. Mm -hmm. And when it moved, like our pastor included us in those conversations about the kitchen. Ah. So it was, it was night. I think like they knew that was something that we enjoyed mm -hmm. and part of preparation for moving into our new church. They asked us about yeah. that. And so while we didn't initially, we didn't use the kitchen mm -hmm. like we, so let's see, we've been, Oh gosh, we've been in a new location two, two, three years now. I don't even uh -huh. know. I don't even know. Um, so initially we didn't go, we didn't go straight back in doing mm -hmm. the events. We didn't go straight back in cooking. Um, but like even in conversations, like talking to my pastor, like in, as we were getting ready to um, launch and mm -hmm. do this again, you know, hey, what do I need to do? And he was, you know, very welcoming to us and very like, you know you know, just let me know what you need. Yeah. You know, these are, these are, this is who else is using the kitchen, just being, you know, so, um, being, being very flexible with us and being, um, um, and just being welcoming to that process. Yeah. So it, it, it was, it was good for us because one, um, just that, that's like a part of our family. Mm -hmm. So just feeling like, you know, there's not this pressure of if we had to rent out a space, you know, mm -hmm. if you, you know, you have to pay them this monthly, monthly use and all yeah. of those things. Like we don't have to worry about certain things like that. So we can start off small and mm -hmm. there's not this added pressure and we can get to where we're, you know, going to be and having that room to grow, mm -hmm. you know, again, starting out when you don't have as much income coming into your mm -hmm. business, those overhead fees can like kill a business. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, we see all the time, like how many times have we walked around Carbondale and a business is open one second and then within a year or two, it's gone. Yeah. I mean, you know? it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how an introductory rent rate can double or triple within a year and how that particular pressure point pushes somebody out of a location, Absolutely. out of a town, out of business altogether. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, we're just, I go back to the incubator, just being so lucky to have access to a resource like that. Yep. So how, how did you get first hooked up with the incubator? Have you been doing incubator? Oh, gosh. Or, have you, or, or engaged with the SBDC for a while, or is it a relatively new thing for you? No, actually, so I think I first... Well, you know, it actually was a little bit before that. So um, with Cherish Gifts, so... Uh -huh. um, with Cherish Gifts, I think was kind of part of how I first started with them. Mm -hmm. But then um, I also, again, I'm an early childhood educator. That's my, you know, that's yeah. my background. That's, you know, where my education is. And um, the goal is to at one point have a, a, a child care center. Um, and so that is initially how I started off with them was, yeah. okay, 
what do I need to do to get this business going and things like that? Because the daycare that I was working at was closing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, we we need a child care in Carbondale. We still mm-hmm. need child care yeah, in Carbondale. Still, yep, we still, yep. like, it's still a thing. <laughs> um, even though, like, there's, you know, another center in the place now, mm-hmm. there's still... it. it when we were there, there wasn't enough. Well, in the in the the amount of right, so so we now have families in place of what normally would have been you know college folks renting out right. So because yep. we have uh, you know a, a a segment of rental properties that have reached out you know beyond the the college crowd because we have fewer college folks, we have more young families that like need more attention than what we're providing exactly. as, a, as a town right now. Exactly, and so. Um, I was trying to get that launched and things just didn't pan out. You know, Mm -hmm. it happens. Um, One day I'm just waiting. It's still, you know, I'm still prayer. Literally have materials ready to Mm -hmm. go. Well, I mean, imagine Um, imagine having the underpinning of something like give give a couple more years of the J effect and it is its own cash flow that can stabilize the risk that goes along with pursuing something that's got a lot more moving parts and really overhead risk uh, yeah uh, you know from 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 salaries to facilities mm-hmm. right that that you're that um, i mean I'm, I'm telling you something that you already know right oh that, no but. Uh, but 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 for the audience sake that they're that they you know that the, just the cost of trying to do anything in child care is astronomical and then the Whew. the lack of value that society decides to assign to it on the other side then let's not let even, you run from there let's not even go because <laughs> we are not glorified babysitters let me be clear <laughs> you got to take care of one or two of your kids we taking that oh, okay yeah but anyway <laughs> um no that oh child yeah, yes <laughs> all of all of the yes um child care is it, so needed it's so important right it's such a vital thing to society like people do not understand those first five years set the tone for a child's life yeah and um every part of me wants to be a part of that yeah um and so i don't that's not something that's ended you know it is literally something that's been a whole lot so so in that meantime yeah. like other day every the daycare closing even though i didn't get the chance to do the center because of what all the things that happened I ended up doing in-home child care. Yeah. So we, we did that for a while. So that is how I initially got connected with them was, okay, trying to figure out the ins and outs, writing my business plan for the daycare, writing all of these things. And so um, I started out doing that. And then again, things didn't pan out. So we I pulled away for a while, but I knew it was there as a resource. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. gratefully, yeah. it so it, I, had, I knew about it for years. Um, and then when it was time to launch the J effect and um, take cherished gifts seriously and take mm-hmm. it from a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you need to contact the incubator. Yeah. And so I remember I sat back, I was like, listen, it's time. I need to get my LLC. I need to do mm-hmm. all of the steps. I need to get registered with the state. I need to do X, yep. blah, 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 yep. blah. And I'm grateful I had that resource because <laughs> so, cause you know, a lot of people do businesses. A lot of people mm-hmm. have little side hustles and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and again, when I said at the beginning of the year, it was time for me to set myself up to be bigger uh-huh. and not stay in this little box. And so a part of that was getting serious. So getting serious about the finances of the business and writing down what I'm spending. Because how do you really know what you're making if yeah. you don't write down what you're spending? Yeah. Whatever. You learn. <laughs> <laughs> you learn. Um, and so... Um, getting to a point where I record all of our expenses, getting mm-hmm. to a point where, okay, my businesses are registered. They have their own FEIN and everything and connected to my social security number because you don't need to be out here like that. Do do legit mm-hmm. business. like. <laughs> and I never, I was never one of those people that didn't want to do my business yeah. legit. It was just one of those things where it, would, it wasn't, it was a side. It was a yeah. side thing. It was not my main source. And so now these these are my babies. And so how do I take care of my babies? How do mm-hmm. you get serious about them? You know, when something happens, you take them to the doctor. They need mm-hmm. this, you go get that. Mm-hmm. Like, And so I need to position myself to be able to do those things with my babies. Yeah. And so I got all of our paperwork done. So literally, so um, one of the things I'm, I'm learning to do to move in silence, shut up until it's ready to go. Don't <laughs> just, don't say nothing until it's ready to go out the door. Yeah. So the J effect, I said no things. I literally was like, we're not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. We're not saying nothing until this product is ready, packaged, and ready to go out of the door to sell. Yeah. So we kept quiet. We didn't say nothing. We didn't tell nobody what uh, we was doing. Uh, we sat back. We um, we got our, like I said, we got our LLCs. We got uh-huh. our FEINs. We got registered with the state. We got, you know, everything in order. And 
we, you know, figured out what our logos were going to be. We got our bottles. We got things, you know, got it all together. I love the font, by the way. I think the font oh, choice you. is a really good font choice. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. And again, people believe what they believe. For me and my house, we serve the Lord. <laughs> I, when I tell you pandemic was pray time for me, pandemic was pray time. Yeah. And so one thing, one, I was pregnant. And two, I, so, and my pelvis hurt so bad yeah. through that pregnancy. So I literally was confined to a chair for most of my pregnancy. Like I literally sat, slept in a recliner for mm -hmm. half my for half my pregnancy because that was the only thing that was comfortable. Yeah. And so, but during that time, as frustrated as I was, I talked to God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't have nothing else to do. So I'm sitting here and I, I, I cried some days. I was frustrated some day, but I prayed. I literally spent that time in prayer. And every time I would turn around, I would get the vision for something. Yeah. So our logo, okay. Okay, I know what our logo is. All right, our slogan. Okay, I know what our slogan is. Mm -hmm. How even down to the recipes. People may think I'm crazy, but literally, like every, especially a garlic and herb. Yeah. I remember when it came to my mind. Oh, let's do a garlic and herb. I said, Well, Holy Spirit, what, what's the recipe? What is the recipe? <laughs> mm -hmm. And when I tell you ingredient by ingredient, that's one of our best sellers. Like when I tell you the seasoning that gets the most yeah. people going is that garlic and herb. So again, I, that's just me. Yeah. That's me. I'm grateful that I have that relationship with God where I can say, No, this is. I get to steward the business, the vision that he gave yeah. to me. What what do you what is it the difference between having the abundance of time that you put into prayer versus the touch and go prayer as is most often represented in society, right? The, the 30 second <laughs> prayer before dinner versus the I have this time and I can either dwell in my own mind or I can dwell in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? Well, I think there's a clarity. There's a, one, there's a peace that comes, right? Like yeah. there's a, there's a, um, that, that there's that scripture in the Bible that talks about a peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm -hmm. That is what I got because in the midst of a pandemic, I don't have a job. I don't have an income. Mm -hmm. Like we, again, I was doing in-home daycare and I had to yeah. cut that, cut that down because of COVID. And so I'm sitting here in a position where, what do I do? Yeah. And I'm I'm the go. I'm the person who literally worked a full-time job, came mm -hmm. home, did here, baked the cake after yeah. that. Like that was me. Nonstop. And I couldn't do that. I'm literally stuck in this chair. And so again, there were days where I cried. I was frustrated. Yeah. But even in that frustration, I said, What's God? God, I'm mad. <laughs> God, I'm irritated. What is mm -hmm. going on right now? Why can't I do this? Why can't I? I want to the list. <laughs> and it so finally, it like, it was like literally to a point where it's like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? How do you want me to move? What am I to do? Because I am a doer. You, give me a plan. Give yeah. me something to work towards. Give me work for my hands to do. I don't, I don't like sitting here feeling useless. Mm -hmm. What? And so I was, I, I'm not, it's, it, it, it was, there were fresh, very frustrating times yeah. in that. But again, there was a peace that came in the midst of it. There was a, um, a clarity like there was some structure and he began to just kind of orchestrate things and like things like literally i think i saw my logo before i even saw the business that uh -huh. was happening right uh -huh. like and i was like because at first again like i say we were starting off just doing catering this yeah. was not <laughs> this was plan. not in the plan yeah. and so the logo was there okay the slogan was okay and it just started to piece itself together so i think that time in prayer is you may not have all the answers like up front. You yeah. don't have the to you don't have the end of what I don't I still don't think I have the end of what the J effect is gonna be. No, I still don't not even close. I don't think I have the end of what it's going to be, but I think that my steps are as I do the next yeah. thing, as I'm obedient, because yeah. there's some times when I'm a little hard hit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we do it, right? But as I do the next step then the next door opens and I do the next thing and the next door opens. And yeah. then he shows me a little more and he shows me a little more. And I think that hunger, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Let me follow the brick. What do, you, what do you want? What do you want? How do you want me? And um, for me, again, it gives me, one, it takes it outside of myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sitting there, what can I do? How do I, it, it takes it away from me. Okay, God, how, guide me through it. Um, and I think that's the joy of, um, being a Christian in business yeah. is that God, you gave me the vision, mm -hmm. order my steps. You tell me what to do. I'm not like the pressure is off of me because you said do this. Yeah. All right. What you want? 
What do you want? How, do, how does this look? And so there's an aspect of this business where I get to sit back. And there are times when, again, shows get canceled, events get canceled. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lord, well, what? What do you want? And then again, <laughs> he'll show me what to do. And so it's like, again, just being obedient, not just running to everything, yeah. not chasing a dollar. Like, I'm never that person. I don't care. Yeah. Like, uh, yes, you need money, right, to survive. But I'm not doing this to chase a dollar. Yeah. I do this to chase a passion. I do this to chase a vision. I do this because um, I'm building a legacy for these boys that I'm raising. Yeah. I do this because I believe, like, it brings joy to my husband to be on the grill and hear people compliment his food. I do this because... I, again, I'm get to help people. Lord. Like there are multiple reasons. The dollar is the last thing because the dollar is going to come. Mm -hmm. And I trust that. Like we have exactly what we need every yeah. time it, we need it. Um, but I get to chase something more. And so it's, 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 it's good for me. I, I, I very much so have enjoyed, again, that peace that comes along with something that could be very frustrating. <laughs> so what were you chasing when you came to Carbondale? Oh gosh, I came here for school. <laughs> like most crazy folks, we get what uh, they say. Once a Saluki, always Saluki. I yeah. think that's because something in that, that keeps you here. Called, just called a black hole. No. <laughs> no. So I came here in 2007 for school. Uh-huh. Uh, for undergrad and uh, I, you know, finished up school and uh, I was like, what do I do? Yeah. I literally was graduating. And at the time um, I didn't have the best relationship with um, my, so I was adopted, things like that. And so uh -huh. I had a foster family. I didn't have my biological family. Um, and I didn't like at the time being, me and my dad were just not on like good terms. We yeah. like literally hadn't talked. And so I was grad. So when I would come to school, that was home. Yeah. That was the only place I had to stay. So when I would leave, I would, you know, house hop and things like that. And um, so graduation comes and I'm like, what am, where am I going to stay? What yeah. am I going to do? I had no job and I had no place to stay. <laughs> and so I was like, well, guess you're going to apply for grad school. <laughs> and so I applied for grad school that gave me housing, that gave me food, that yeah. gave me a job. So like I had multiple things. Um, and then uh, I ended up ha leaving that position. Stress was through the roof. Oh, my God. It was just too much. Um, and then I ended up getting a job within the early childhood field. Uh -huh. And so I was doing what I had went to school to do. Um, so I started doing that. And then I kind of move from the teacher position to the director position. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, then I was finishing up school and then I met my husband. <laughs> well, who my now husband. Um, and so I literally, it just, I came out here for school and then uh -huh. life happened and it has just kind of settled in Carbondale. It's, it's not too bad. So no, it's, it's not. It's it, not. It, it never really settles. Right. <laughs> right. It stays right. on the move. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I am grateful for Carbondale because I'm originally from Chicago. Uh-huh. And so I am that city girl. Like, it's still some stuff about Carbondale. Like, these books. Mm -mm. <laughs> nah, child. I'm, I'm on board with that. Because um, <laughs> these books is a different beast. Like, we get, <laughs> some of my uh, four-year-old, he's like, Mom, the ninja bugs. I'm like, the ninja bugs. <laughs> so, um, but yes, no. So we, um, I, I come from the city. And so Carbondale, when I first got here, you couldn't have told me. I was staying here. I was trying to hurry up and graduate. Yeah. I got to get out of here. I knew I didn't want to be back in the inner city, but uh -huh. I was dang sure not staying in Carbondale. Uh -huh. I got to go. <laughs> so I didn't really start to appreciate Carbondale until uh -huh. grad school. Because I think once you get to grad school, you start to realize like there's actually something to this little town. Yeah. You know? And not even that it's really something to this little town. It's something surrounding it. Yeah. So like Carbondale, if I won't, the city, I can go two hours to St. Louis. I can go three, four hours to Tennessee. Mm -hmm, I can mm -hmm. go five hours to... Mm -hmm. I'm kind of good in getting to my little mm -hmm, cities. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, I, I grew more appreciated as I started to get into like the local markets and mm -hmm. the orchards and stuff. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm spoiled now because yeah. I'm like, there's an orchard right up my street. And then I started getting fruit in season. Oh, Lord. That was just... <laughs> I was like, you know, so now I am that person that like, oh, it's, it's May, strawberry season around uh -huh. the corner, peach season. And so I've grown to appreciate Carbondale so much more yeah. because there are there are some very good things about being in this smaller town. It's slower paced. And I think for me, again, raising children, mm -hmm. if I got to raise children, if I have to pick between raising them in a major city and raising them in a small town, yeah. 
I, I kind of got to pick the small town. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some things that come like quirks of come, do, you know, being in a small town, <laughs> you know, some things that I definitely don't enjoy about mm -hmm. it. But overall, yeah. when I think about the like ultimate goal of raising children, it's safer, it's quieter. There's some things that we get to experience that we wouldn't get to experience had we been in the yeah. city. Um, and so I no, I'm I'm grateful that I'm here. You know, some days I sit back, I'm like, are we staying here? Like, is this <laughs> is, is this our final resting point? But then I'm just like, it's cool. It yeah. it, it works and um I don't know. It's it's it, I'm in, I'm starting. It's it has grown on me a whole mm. lot more. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> get get you anchored a little bit once yes. it starts to. <laughs> yes. Well, and and I that's that's really you know the the I'm sorry for the bug. Ah, uh, there's a cricket. Eh. Uh, it ain't right? nothing that can bite. It, I'm right, look, so, I'm fine. It ain't right, gonna so, bite me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. The, uh, I'm still working out the kinks with the room and the uh, and the and the handful of bugs that come through. I'm not a bug person. I did the I did the podcast with Sheila Simon a couple of uh, uh, several episodes ago, and I actually had to jump up like and scoop up a a cricket, but that one seems to have moved itself right on down the line. It would, like if it was a wasp or something like oh, that, then yeah. you know. But I'm, crickets, I'm, I'm lucky that it's like only crickets and moths in here. <laughs> I can tolerate them. Like I'm like. I don't do bugs, but I ain't jumping from all of them. Yeah. First off, I don't have that much go in me. <laughs> You're like right now, no, no. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting right. <laughs> oh yes. So where did 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 the did the passion for early childhood education um, develop from your own personal experiences? Where where did that where did that want and that pursuit come from? So. A lot of it came from how I grew up. Mm -hmm. So again, I grew up in the foster care system. So we've been, we, um, me and my siblings, uh, well, one of my siblings, my biological siblings, we um, went home to home together. Mm -hmm. And then um, we got adopted into this home. And so there were um, two other siblings that mm -hmm. ended up with, they weren't biological siblings, but they were with us long enough. Those yeah. are my brothers, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, um, so we went through, we went through different homes. Unfortunately, the home that we were adopted into was abusive. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up getting taken from her, put back into the system. And then at that point in my life, I was like, no, I don't want to be adopted again. I'm good. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm good on that. And so um, because of what I experienced in, um, in foster care, um, one of the things that I started to, that like really resonated with me, school was my safe haven, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So school was the one place that I can go and I would get a consistent meal. Um, I didn't have to worry about somebody just hitting on me. Yeah. I didn't have to. So that was my safe place. And um, I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that for a kid. Yeah. Um, I still want to be, <laughs> I want to be that for kids. I want them to have a place where, they can go and they know they have a consistent meal, no matter what your home situation mm -hmm. looks like. You have a consistent meal. You have somebody that's going to hug you and smile at you and tell, the, tell you they love you. Um, and so that's what started it, is yeah. that I grew up without that. And I, I want kids to have that. I just, you know... Even if the situation isn't extreme as ours, like again, we were, they weren't feeding us, they weren't, oh um, they were abusing us. And so, mm -hmm. even if it's not as extreme, sometimes parents get busy mm -hmm. and they don't always think about those small things, like the importance of just reading a book to their kid, yeah. or they don't really realize the importance of, let me just sing a song with them. They yeah. don't know what they're developing with those. And so, like a lot of people look at, like a lot of um, family or stuff be like, Oh, you're you're reading to that him that young and you're doing but then they listen to how he talk. I'm like, that's why I read to him that's that young. That is this is the result of reading to your children. And if you listen to my four-year-old, you can tell that he has yeah. been from birth. And so um there are things that parents don't always understand um about raising children because they're raising them, right? Yeah. They're making sure they're fed, they're making sure they're clothed, they're making sure they're bathed, they're doing mm -hmm. the basics. Yeah. Um, and so then school has to supplement all the things that the kids wouldn't get mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. home. And so childcare gets to do that. And again, within those vital years, because those first five years, again, as you, we talked about earlier, the formative yeah. years, right? right? What happens in those years is going to kind of shape how they, now can it, some things be changed? Yes. But on the whole, <laughs> what happens in those five years is yes, how your kid is yeah. going to turn out. So if you are neglecting them, mm, you better be careful. Don't be mad when you got a little... 
crazy person later on in life because you yeah. didn't you neglected them. You yeah. you set the tone for that. Yeah. Um, if kids aren't social and not and again, temperaments make a difference in all of these mm -hmm. things, but um you as the parent get to set the tone. Your child ain't talking by the time they four. Well, what were you doing? Do you talk to them? Are you talking to your kid? Are you reading a book to your kid? Are you, what are you doing? Yeah. So those type of things make the difference. And we don't think about that because yeah. we don't learn. Nobody tells us yeah. it's important to read to your kid. Nobody tells you it's important to just sing a nursery rhyme to your kid. You got your kid bopping to the music on the radio, but they don't even know the ABCs. <laughs> sing the ABCs <laughs> to the kids. Simple. My kid doesn't recognize letters. You know how you start that? You start singing the ABCs yeah. with them. Simple little things. But yeah. again, we're not taught though. I know these things because I, somebody told me, right? Yeah. Um, so if you didn't grow up with it, and if nobody ever tells you, you don't know. So I don't fault parents. Yeah. But daycare is there to help with that stuff. Yeah. Child care, I should say check care, child care. One of my teachers would. We don't take care of days. We take care of children. Sorry about that. Fix myself. But child in child care, you get to do that. Yeah. You get to be the reading to that cow. You get to be the person singing songs with those children. You can, And child care ain't perfect because there's all these mandates now that yeah. kind of take away from that um, intimate structure of what daycare could be yeah child care could be um but you still get the opportunities you get the opportunities to pour into these children and give them something that yeah. they may not necessarily be receiving at home and again it's not always the extremes of again yeah. not getting food but sometimes it is as simple as parents don't have time to read well, a book. And, and, it, and it's i mean we're we, you know we live in a society that's been structured now to you know bring however many you know adult figures in a child's life there are of all of their time and drains that away from the the child and then puts that onus on the institution in that case the child care institution mm -hmm. to provide for this and then you know I'm, I'm sure there's there's some gap in there that that could be that could be closed a little bit uh further that that allows for resources from child care to be you know transferred over to the parents that we just haven't gotten to that point in the structure where child care involves a mix of both somebody that's not a a guardian type caring for mm -hmm. the child but also the child care folks being able to provide and facilitate the knowledge and resources and other components yes. that you know i i think of like community health care workers mm -hmm. in the sense that kind of really helped to bridge that one of those particular yep. gaps yeah and i mean it, it, it that gratefully there are some centers out there that have resources again child care is just no different than education one yeah. of them lowest funded <laughs> fields and so you know some some sensors and things are fortunate enough where they can have a resource where they can connect with mm -hmm. parents and you have parent educators and you have people who are um, going out and teaching the parents different things like this um, but that's not always the case and yeah. and then it, it, it's a time thing and again when you know you don't have enough income to actually fund this we can go on <laughs> we can go on it's one that of those things oh my god that's yeah. a whole conversation within itself so it's hard like it, yeah. it a child care is early childhood is one of those fields that um doesn't really get what it needs to function but again did, did they stress that in school with you oh we look, one of the things i knew early on if you in this for the money don't you in the <laughs> you wrong <get> <laughs> field like absolutely because there you, you do you do child care for the passion you do yeah. not do it for the income because it is rare it is rare that you are going to receive the income that you should yeah and and I mean that's just the harsh reality um, of it, and especially depending on the area you are in, depending on, oh, which mm -hmm. is again we can go on for days, um, and we I mean we we know I mean first off the fact that early childhood is even acknowledged the way that it is is today is only within recent years right yeah. like yeah. for the longest they're oh they're just babysitters mm -hmm. I will punch you. No, we are not. <laughs> we do more than babysit. Okay, uh -huh. we are not sitting here just changing diapers and feeding your child and yeah. putting them to sleep. Like, absolutely not. Like, we are sometimes we are your child's first teacher. Yeah. Like, because even though the parents, that's me, should be their child first teacher. Uh -huh. I love y'all. Take some responsibility <laughs> for your kids. Um, but no, early childhood educators are the child's first teacher in uh -huh. most in, in most situations, and so we're teaching your children. We are doing colors and numbers and we're sitting there teaching them how to 
interact and social skills yeah. and we're teaching them you know emo how to regulate their emotions yeah. and i mean that's that's <laughs> the that is the core right <laughs> if you're talking about what can you really teach another human being early on it's that function of modeling right yes. what is modeling because it's it's not about modeling behavior that is when i use this term right or or wrong mm. right it is simply having a a a person that is acting humanely to model behavior uh -huh. and then you can pick up those elements of humanity and carry that through yes. your entire life. If you're not provided humanity at that formative stage in life, mm -hmm. it's very hard to then express humanity at a later point. Yeah. Yeah. No, the little egocentric beings that, you know, you got to teach them how to, Hey, wait a minute. I need you to think about your neighbor there. Slow down. <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, like the, the job, like it, it is a field that's super important and it doesn't get, it doesn't get what it needs. I mean, yeah. it just, uh, there's no other way to put that. Um, it would be nice if it was nice and funded, federally funded, yeah. good and federally funded, you know, just, Pass that down. Um, <laughs> need some dollars up in the child uh -huh. care system. Um, and I mean, gratefully, there are some federally funded programs out there, right? Yeah. You got your head starts. You got things that mm -hmm. out there that, you know, are functioning based off based off of government funding and grateful for those programs because they do get to keep some teachers because they can actually afford to pay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, versus, you know, early childhood where we lose teachers left and right yeah. because they can't afford to pay them anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, 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 you're paying out the, the, the basic, you know, very, you know, very similar to or close to minimum wage in many instances, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh no no um, no, you're right. You know, and then and then when when you look at the other side of it, that like there's there's limited funding coming for folks that already have limited funds themselves to be able to pay in. It's like everybody in the situation just gets to be broke together. Yeah, and, so, and it's crazy because childcare is so expensive, right? Uh -huh. Like yeah. people look and they say this is so expensive. If you only knew yeah. that what you pay in childcare just barely covers the overhead, yeah, like. Some, and now there's some because I've had several conversations. We know that it doesn't. We know that it doesn't do anything. Yeah. But the fact that it takes a parent's salary to pay for full time childcare, yeah. and it still don't cover everything the childcare need. That's uh, there's something to be said about yeah. that. But it, you can't function because you got things. Okay, you got your taxes on on the building. If you're renting a building, you yeah. got that. If you and again we stay. No shade against Carbondale, but I'm need to do something about these property tax. Just saying. <laughs> it's uh, not cheap. <laughs> it ain't cheap. And so when you have a business that's already struggling or you have a business with this yeah. huge overhead and then you turn around again, you got your property tax, you got whatever lease or rent mm -hmm. or mortgage that you're paying on your building. You got this staff that you have to pay. Yeah. You have the supplies that you have mm -hmm. to buy. You have the, you know, equipment and the materials and all of these things to provide this enriched environment. Mm -hmm. No. It's just it, that money, like it helps, but it does not. Yeah, it does not cover the gamut. And, and there's, I mean, there's, there's just that. Teachers no doubt see it, but when you make that step into actually having to administer the 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 organization, right, as you've had to do, you get to have a <laughs> a whole different perspective mm -hmm. and appreciation for you know just just what it takes to keep everything running. And so not only did I get to experience it, and you know, sometimes um, like, uh, you know, you, you'll you have an experience and you regret it, right? Don't get me wrong. Being the administrator of that building was the hardest thing ever. Yeah. Um, because you are watching, you are watching something that you came into at the end of it, yeah. right? But you are watching a, a, a institution that has been in place for 40 some odd years yeah. go under. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that like when I tell you that was what I, <laughs> I had only been working there for three, two, three years. Mm -hmm. That was the saddest thing I had to watch. Yeah. And so hard because I knew how important it was and I knew how needed it was. I yeah. know how, how, you know, and so you sit back and you, you, you get this experience where you see the worst of it. Yeah. I saw the worst of it. Yeah. But I am also the person that I, and especially because of how I, my life has been, mm -hmm. I don't get to take my bad experiences and say, I got nothing from that, or it was just a bad experience. Yeah. I get to take those experiences and I get to say, okay, now what? What do we do with what we learned? Because you don't go through, and let, 
If you say you go through hard experiences in life and you ain't learned nothing, you crazy. Something ain't right with you. Baby, some, you should have got something out of that. It shouldn't have been something that just happened to you. Something got to come from it. Uh-huh. So as hard as that was to watch, I learned a lot of what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I learned a lot about what it takes to run a successful business. Yeah. And so while, yes... It was hard to watch that. Yeah. Yes, it was hard to see some things and be like, and see, um, I was like, while I was the administrator over it, I worked with a board of directors. Yeah. So being in a position where you can't do anything, but yeah. you got to just wait for somebody else to make the decision on yeah. stuff, you be sitting there like, help, <laughs> help, please. Yeah. Um, and so you get to, you do get to see this side of things where you wouldn't have normally gotten to see. Mm-hmm. So you grow in appreciation for stuff. I grew to a place where, you know, you stop complaining about a lot of things. You you really get to a place <laughs> where I don't have room to sit back. You get, you start to extend grace. That's really what I want to say. You oh, yeah. start to extend grace to people yep. in those positions. You start to understand what they go through and how hard it is and the many challenges of it. Yeah. And you, you start to say to yourself, you know what? I can't even be mad at you because I know it ain't your fault. (laughs) I know it's not your fault that things are the way that they are, but how do we go forward? What do we do next? And so I took took all of that as a learning experience. So it was hard. It was, gosh, being on the other side of it. But again, you learn to extend grace to people. You learn, you get what you need out of the situation Mm -hmm. and you go to the next thing. And so um, no matter what I go through in life, I've learned it may hurt. It may scar you. It may leave you with some a little bit of damage. But what you going to do with all that? Yeah. Are we going to sit? We going to mope and complain and talk about how horrible people are and blah. Or are we going to take it and we going to grow from it? <laughs> you got a choice. Yeah. I choose to grow. I choose to take it and do something better. So. Man, that's just ah, such a fulfilling conversation. <laughs> I didn't know how bad I needed it. You know? I appreciate that. So what, one, one last thing and, and tying it back. Uh, ending where we began on on the J effect. I, yes. I think these were two really good, like all encompassing components of, <laughs> of 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 you and and the work that you put around you. But the um, it, the launching a black owned business mm-hmm. at a time where there is starting to be more acknowledgement of the value of black owned businesses. <sighs> what has that kind of experience been like for you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, you gosh. That is ooh. not a loaded question, but loaded. So it has been um, interesting because there, so I am one of these people who, what do I value most, yeah. right? Now, why I am a black business owner, I'm a women business owner, so I hit minority marks, <laughs> you know, yeah. in, in, in multiple areas. Um, I'm a Christian first. Yeah. And so while there are times where I definitely like that component of being a black business owner, like, uh-huh. hey, you know, support the black business owners. I also, I just, I go back and forth because it's like, is that the most important aspect of what yeah. I do? So it's kind of hard because you do like it's it's a good time because you do like you you get to kind of jump in on this kind of bandwagon of things like, Mm -hmm. hey, black owned business here, support us, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. help us grow because that is important. I think like that. So again, so Christian first. So that that value comes in my head first. But then I am a minority. I am a black owned Mm -hmm. a black business. I am um, again. I'm raising black children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, there is a piece where I want them to feel a piece of value in society and I don't want them to grow up feeling like, well, I'm less than or I don't have or I don't No, Your skin color is not going to limit you, young yeah. man. And so <laughs> because I, there, there, there is that other piece of it, I do, I do um, again, participate in some of it because yeah. I do think it is important. Because, I mean, historically, Black-owned businesses just do not get what they need. Mm-hmm. There are, unfortunately, when you look at, like, a lot of the major companies and mm-hmm. things like that, most of them are not Black-owned, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, <clears throat> a lot of us do stay small. A lot of us only, that, this is it. And a lot of them don't go long because you don't get the support you need. Mm-hmm. You don't get, and that's small, that's small business in general. Yeah. But as a black business owner, even more so because ugh, we, it's hard to get support within your own community because yeah. we got this crabs in a bucket mentality that we really need to get out of. Mm-hmm. Like, 
another conversation. (laughs) But um, I think it's important because we need to let we need to let black people know that working for somebody is not your only way to make it. Shooting a basketball is not your only way to make it. Mm -hmm. There is more to you than just these two or three components. And it it seems like a lot for years we've been very limited. We've Mm -hmm. been you either work for somebody else or you go again, play some sport, and these are the only ways that you can be successful is mm-hmm. entertaining somebody or working for somebody. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, we got way more off the net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, let's just be real. Mm-hmm. So for me, I love that this is a time where we get to highlight black businesses. We get to say like we are more than just serving somebody else. We do we do great things. We invent things. We come up with products that are great, and we we're, we we. There's so much more to us. There's so much more to us than what you see on TV and the crime and all, like there's so much more. And so I do like I love that I get to see black people in a different light. Yeah. I love that I get to see them, you know, on national stages now, you know, getting recognized for the companies they're starting up. I think like one of the things, um, some bread company, and I, I uh-huh. want to say I, it's I, based out of Chicago. I, right? I, I'm, I'm, I can envision their branding. I can right. their name. <laughs> right. Right now, I know what you're talking so about. So like, you know, to see that on a national platform, mm-hmm. that's encouraging, right? Because even you think about black kids and representation, mm-hmm. right? You think mm-hmm. about that. Like what it is like to see somebody who looks like you doing what you may one day do. Like the fact that my child can say things like, oh, mom, I'm going to be this. or I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that because he sees people in those positions. But he also, again, because he sees us as entrepreneurs, mom, I'm going to be a barber. Mom, I'm going to be this because he sees his parents mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Like watching him cook. I'm going to be a chef, you know? So when you, when you, when you have, black people in these different types of positions Mm -hmm. the kids that are coming up under us get to understand that there's more for them out there that they're they're not limited and it it, it just broadens their horizon it gives them so much more and again for me that ties back to that piece of early childhood but it also again me and raising my sons like giving them more they don't like you have options you you want to go to school and get an education? Both his so mm-hmm. we've gone to school and gotten education. Like so, while I had formal education in the sense mm-hmm. of I have my um, master's degree, my husband went um, and he did. I, I don't know if it would be considered a trade, not trade, um, but he got his barber license. Mm-hmm. He has so he did his associate's degree. So two different routes, mm-hmm. but we both went to college, right? Um, we're both bit. We my husband has owned a barber shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also had home ba- we both have home based businesses mm-hmm. we've also worked for people right mm-hmm. so we've we've had the gamut of experiences so yeah. i'm hoping that we are passing down to our children it does not matter what you do whether you decide to work for somebody whether you decide to uh uh, own your own business, whether uh-huh. you decide to, however you decide to do it, you have an option. You I, have some choices. I, I look forward to to the book on this. I feel like, I mean, <laughs> yes. again, as, as we talked before the podcast, right, the, the intersection of your experience and understanding in early childhood mm-hmm. education and your immediate pursuits in entrepreneurship, their intersection out at the formative years for the children and just to see what that looks like trajectory wise over the next 15, 20 Mm -hmm. years. And then all the lessons that you're going to be able to share with folks. I mean, you're going to be on stages telling people (laughs) like, (laughs) and here's the 10, here's the 10 step process for being the right parent for your (laughs) entrepreneurially spirited children or whatever they want to be. Yes. Yes. So the, the last thing I'll close out on, on here and you, I I appreciate your navigation of that question with grace. Um, (laughs) The, you were, you were like, Hold on now. No, the the um, the um, the the map. Yes. The map. How many states are oh, in this? Oh, yes. This here and now. So right now, I think we did. We get it's seventeen or eighteen. Prego brain. Forgive okay. me. Hey, so it's ball, seven. Listen, it's seventeen <laughs> or eighteen states at this point. So we just got. I want to say. I want to say we just hit eighteen. Uh-huh. I won't say that, but so yeah. So seventeen states now between both businesses. Uh-huh. That's you know, but between both of our businesses, we have reached seventeen or eighteen states. That's phenomenal. That's I phenomenal. love that. That so my goal. My goal. I told because I took this business class and um, one of the things where she was like set goals. Uh-huh. I had never done that before. Like. 
but you don't think about how important it is. Mm -hmm. Like that, write the vision, make it plain. That's what goal setting is, right? You're writing down your goals. So you have something to envision. Let's make it plain. Yeah. How do we work to that? And so my goal was, I want to reach 25 states by the end of this year. Yeah. That's my goal. I got 17 of those states already. Okay, let's go. All right, so we're so we're not even like 25 more states on top of where we're at. We just need another What's seven, that? eight states, give or take. Right. So cool. I feel like that's a doable goal. Like in my book, <laughs> that's a doable goal. So um, it's it's exciting to watch that little map fill up. Like every time we get in the state, I'm like, oh my god, get uh -huh. <laughs> pulling out my color pencil and filling in a new state. It is the cool. It is the coolest thing to watch this map fill up, and not even just 17 states, but another country also. Uh huh. That. There like, you know. whoa, now that, <laughs> when I tell you I sat in my living room and I was like, are you, are, are we really shipping this to another state? Like, I'm in another country, huh? Uh -huh. And the <laughs> process for shipping internationally is a beast within this stuff. Yeah. But I could not, like, my brain couldn't, I was just like, well, this is really going outside of the United States. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> you talk about, especially for a business. Again, we've been, the J Effect has been launched for six months now. Mm -hmm. In six months, we have gotten to another country. That is like the coolest freaking thing ever. To yeah. me. Yep. Uh, it just tickles me because I'm just like, that. I, I don't know how many people get to say that, right? Like, if I never ship to another country, like, yeah. my joy the is. The J Effect for, is international already. It's international. It I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Uh. <laughs> that's it. That's 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 phenomenal. <laughs> you may see for episode ninety of the WTF Carbondale podcast. Have a good one, folks. Whatever <laughs> that one may be.